0: How's the internet? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint.
1: The only SharePoint show featuring Azure where everything is not made up and this is in South Africa and there are no points.
0: How's it going, on? Good afternoon, Mr. Modlin. How are you? Fantastic, dude. I have I have a question for you, Alistair. Shoot. What, what is it about large companies that they need to squeeze everything they do into the last, like... Five weeks of the year.
1: So it depends on on budget. It's mainly budget, and also it's really budget cycles. That's what it is. So if you work on a March to March, right? Um, ideally, you want to you you keep money back because you're not sure how much you're going to spend, and then at the end of the year you start spending. Or if you don't spend, you don't get the same budget the next year. Or if you're on a June to June. This time of the year is generally when the mini budget is over, when everything is settled, that you can now start spending more money, and it's the same with September as well. Um, and people want to close things off for the year, and all of that. Uh, that's my summation of why.
0: Okay. Well, thank you because it's painful. I'm so it's also busy. Doing industry
1: specific as well, eh? Increase it. So, industry specific. So, industry specific, Next year, yeah. January from the end of jan till till march government goes and spends whatever they have left over in their budget they'll yeah. give you money even if you don't deliver against anything just so that i can spend it
0: madness anyway. Anyhow,
1: yeah yeah uh, this week no guest on the show primarily because our guest for next week lorian strand is in australia somewhere and we got the time zones left uh, mixed up so we can only record tomorrow And the host of the show, Roderick Modlin, um, has only got a small window of time to edit every week because he's busy. So we won't be able to fit Lorien into the show this week. But we do have a bumper-packed news section, so we will be guaranteed to at least hit 39 minutes.
0: Yeah, we want to get this, guys, out to you on Friday. So that's why no guest this week. But there will be one next week. And as El said, bumper show for you. Lots and lots of news. That El did a fantastic job collating for all of us. So I'm it. the
1: curator, the news curator, and on that note, we move over to our segment, In the News. Cool. What do you have for us today, Al? Well, 8th of December, the Grand Tour is. So I'm very excited about that. Tell us, it's the Grand Tour. It's, it's, it's Clarkson, Hammond, oh, and the, May.
0: Clarks Clarkson, Hammond, and all of them. Okay. Did the, like This yes. is their second season, isn't it?
1: Correct, yeah, and it looks crazy. Uh, bringing it back to what we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, on the top of the list of the SharePoint Office 365 new segment, Compliance Manager has finally been released in preview. So for those who do not know what Compliance Manager is, it's a nice tool. It was on the Secure Trust site. So you can head over there. And it's got a cool dashboard for making sure that you are compliant in the rules and regulations for the GDPR as well as um, ISO regulations. So if you go to aka.ms slash compliance manager, it will take you to the page, sign in with your details. And it's an entire task-based management system where you can assign tasks to people and you can now remain compliant within the rules and regulations of not only the GDPR, but there's also an ISO a standard in there. And it's very cool. It's something that you can use every day to make sure that you adhere um, to all these policies and policy frameworks that's uh, defined by legislation within country and also globally. So very exciting times. Uh, Microsoft will add functions and features to that.
0: That is really, really amazing that Microsoft make this available to its members. Is it only on the top enterprise SKUs? Do you know? No, It's actually available to
1: anyone with an Office 365 license.
0: That is so powerful. Yeah, That's got to catapult them way ahead of any other content management system. No
1: one else is doing it. And you know, it's not only content no. management, it's depth and breadth right across that. It's not only yeah, no, just
0: exactly. SharePoint. Yeah, yeah no, the, the compliance manager will look across the whole of 0365, which is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Email
1: exchange, all of those things covered.
0: Wow. Super cool. Super cool. The next point... Is that the document information panel is back in office three six five
1: can we have a, a round pure... of applause, please?
0: Yeah, thank God, so this was a really cool piece of functionality that just disappeared, and I never was quite sure why, so it'll pop up and let you control all the all the metadata for that document in page it's ah oh, it makes life so much easier.
1: yeah, it slides out on the side. Um, which is actually quite cool. So, and you can also change your content types from there as well and it'll populate it for you too.
0: Fantastic. Absolutely incredible.
1: And I think that's with an Office 365 ProPlus subscription, so it'll have to be an Office 2016 install from the cloud, not downloading an ISO. Although, having said that, I think it does get, get patched when you get that Office 365 updates. So that's entirely possible as well.
0: Yeah, that'll come down at some point. It's if you're not on the 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 perpetual license of of office, it'll be a while until yeah. that. This is, down. I think,
1: just for but first release right now. It's- Next up is a business apps subscription. So, have you ever opened, got into Office Three Six Five Admin Center, go to Billing, and added a subscription before?
0: I have not done that myself. No.
1: All right, it's excessively confusing because there's like 400,000 items. Anyhow, you can add additional subscriptions. So, Microsoft has been launching quite a few business apps. So, you've heard about Mile IQ and all the other bits. As of today, they've launched Bookings. So, you know what Bookings was? Yeah. It was meant for small to medium enterprises. You can now book meetings and all of those things. Yep. It's now available as part of the business app subscription plan. And I okay. think for all the E, all the e-subscribers, um, uh, the e-plan subscribers, you literally have to go into subscription, add a subscription, scroll down. It's got a zero cost and say, thank you very much. And then now it will you'll be able to use booking. So on our tenant, our orange type tenant, um, I've enabled that now.
0: Fantastic. That's really, really cool. That's really, really cool. So all of these, uh, as it says, I suppose business apps are going to get rolled up into that subscription.
1: I'm hoping that they're just gonna add it once you've been enabled that they'll just add the additional um bits and bobs
0: i'm I'm sure and that'll be stuff like staff Hub and all those sorts of things too it's I
1: haven't checked the waffle recently
0: well it's a it's a i suppose that's actually part of the kiosk subscription well it they actually extended it maybe not that one specifically but you you know like maybe not staff Hub specifically but stuff like bookings these little apps that most of them start their life as garage apps and then they get brought into the great I'm hoping that
1: that that staffer will also come through to an e-plan. Because yes, it was initially designed for a K-plan for the kiosk stuff, but there was mention that it would roll out to the other plan. So let's see if it actually does
0: do that. Very cool. Um, Another big bit of news, custom site themes in SharePoint and Office 365. You
1: want to talk through that?
0: <laughs> um, you can give us a little bit of uh, detail here, since it's your. So
1: apparently, apparently, um, I, I'm not the the UI guy, but you can now start working more. Uh, you can do more with site themes, so now you can actually start styling themes properly, so that it pulls through the corporate identity of the organisation, and you can use those themes now in uh, with modern experience and also, I think, with communication sites. So, the banners and all of that's that. That's a big
0: here. deal. Do you, you 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 don't know if that's just part of the PNP stuff?
1: It's not but the PNP
0: stuff. It's not PNP stuff. It's a separate. No. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's actually cool. custom side themes um, for SharePoint Online, which is quite neat.
0: Absolutely fantastic. What else you got for us, Al?
1: So, the new uh, document metadata panel um, is busy rolling out for SharePoint Online.
0: So that's much the same as the document information panel, except it's in Shepard Online rather than in correct.
1: Office. It slides out exactly the same way. We don't have it on our tenant yet, even though we first release. But the, it goes is the story goes in a modern Lister library, you hit the little tick box on the side. What happens is the properties panel usually pops out, and then when you hit edit, ooh, it's there. It is there. I've just tested it right now. It slides out, and now you can actually go and populate the details similar to the way the document information panel works in um, office. So that's very cool. It wasn't there earlier when I checked. It is there now. So fresh off the boat, fresh news for you.
0: That is very cool. And it's nice that it keeps that, um, that experience the same across uh, the local machine and in the cloud. Like it's yeah. very much all of the same thing. It'll make, make user adoption much easier. Because you don't sure. have a, a, a jarring change of how you do things in the two places. That is really cool. Awesome. Really, really cool. What's next
1: up, Mr. Modeling?
0: Um, you've got a great line here in the notes that says the funny eyelashes are newly created stuff in SharePoint Online. Yeah. Uh, I have not. I don't think I've seen eyelashes, have I?
1: See, when you upload a document right now to a modern library, yeah, on the top left-hand corner, it's got three lines that look like eyelashes because it's almost at a 45 degree angle. It's like a triangle shape.
0: Okay. I had not Have you not this? seen that? What, what is this? They look, no, like, they look uh, like
1: it's the new document's new object upload Okay. to show you that it's new. So it's got little eyelashes on the top. <laughs> cool, man. It's, it's super hilarious. People were wondering, what is this new thing? Oh, I mean, it looks like eyelashes or indicators like BMW drivers don't
0: use. No, like, Shane, BMWs don't come with uh Is it an they optional come extra? With indicators. Yeah. No, you have to pay a lot, eh? Hey?
1: All right, moving on. Uh, so, Fast Track, anyone know about the Fast Track program? I mean, there's a lot of talk about it. I'm yes. hoping people move to the cloud. There,
0: there's been some changes to it recently. Hey? Yeah,
1: new site. Um, it's actually quite pretty. So there's a lot more resources than just trying to onboard physically people to Office 365, which is actually quite cool. So head over to, I think it's fasttrack.microsoft.com and have a look at what they're talking about there. There's some nice use cases, convince your boss. Um, There's an adoption roadmap as well. I think there's also a drop down for Microsoft 365. And Microsoft is actually pushing hard the whole adoption plan. They've even had webinars on getting people onto the webinars about proper adoption techniques and all of those things to get a better adoption rate to Office 365 and the entire Microsoft 365 stack. So they're spending a lot of time and effort and money in assisting companies with the Softer things, you know, change management, transition management, governance, training, those plans, helping companies augment that better so that it doesn't become another white elephant.
0: That's fantastic. I've, I've said for a long time that we're good at the technology, right? There's a lot of companies that are good at the technology and the technology can always be made to work. You can always get it right. Um, it's all that, all the change management, all the soft skills stuff that is really the challenge in these projects. So having those fast track resources are amazing. Where can people get hold of that, Al?
1: So head over to fasttrack.microsoft.com. Cool. Um, it's a new site that's that's been. I literally saw it earlier today, because I was looking at the Microsoft 365 adoption blog post on Tech Community actually.
0: Awesome. What what do you got for us next, Al?
1: And speaking about tech community, I am I take my hat off to, to how well they're expanding the program. Not only is the portal available for communication with the engineering team from Microsoft and all of that and new blog posts and stuff, they've now also got a tech academy.
0: Okay. What what does the tech academy have in it?
1: So now with the tech academy, there's a bunch of training resources available um, to manage your learning pathway. So there's stuff like Get started developing with Microsoft Teams, uh, OneDrive for Business, and it's an entire pathway. So if you actually select it, it takes you to another page, obviously, um, and it builds out the learning path um, that you would need. Um, so it's actually
0: your quite cool. Dude, the hardy-dars in your background there, hey?
1: Uh, sorry about that. Um, hardy-dars are friends, mate.
0: They, they're our friends, just like our friends at the Tech Academy that provide such awesome content
1: yeah energy and the team uh, amazing stuff that they're doing and it's it's really great to see that next up there was something about mobile notifications on on somewhere or is a team or Yammer notifications on the mobile app that now pops up I don't know what it is
0: okay good good news story <laughs> If our listeners know where where your new mobile notifications are popping up, hit us up on Twitter and let us know yeah um and then this started happening last week but it is is rolling out a pace now um early in the year microsoft said they'd be rolling out power apps in sharepoint online and that has actually started rolling out now it might be in your tenant at the moment and apparently they're rolling out at the moment power apps for sharepoint list forms so you can create separate power apps for new view and edit forms for your sharepoint lists um, and it'll be in browser there and it just replaces the current form. Oh, uh, that's neat, huh? So, you, yeah, that is pretty cool. So you can surface those and you, you get a lot more functionality uh, out of those forms, which is really awesome. And connecting to all the different services and crazy stuff.
1: All right. Is that it for our Office 365 SharePoint news segment?
0: I think that is quite enough Office 365 uh, news. I'm quite sure that as soon as we hang up this call and recording there'll be uh, like a giant news piece that that drops but as we are now we've been
1: quite good for the last 2-3 weeks that microsoft hasn't hasn't released anything on a friday i've scoured the twitter to make sure even Mary J. Foley is not talking much about the Office 365 right now. Anyhow, some news from the Azure side. Um, as IT pros, I wrote a blog about the demise of the IT pro and what to do about it when you start looking at Office 365 capability versus what you used to do as a traditional SharePoint person. There's also another option, and that's to move to Azure. Last week, we had Warren DeToy on the show. Great to talk to him about all things Azure and where they're going. So I thought this week we should start adding some cool things about Azure that people might be interested in about because we do talk about Azure as well. First thing first, for that IT pro, Azure Migrate is a new orchestration engine that allows you to migrate a VMware VMs. That is cool.
0: That is cool. Because, yeah. yeah, if if a company does decide to move over to the cloud, you have got to have to lift and shift the the VMs that are running on-prem. Um, and is, is that a Microsoft-provided service? Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah,
0: that is cool. It is a
1: Microsoft-provided service. They
0: really services. are doing, they're trying to make it as easy as possible for you to take all your stuff and get it into the cloud. That's cool. There's
1: also some news around the new Azure Advisor dashboard. So okay. in the Advisor dashboard, all sort of reporting stuff, they've got a new dashboard that does a, a whole bunch of new things. Uh, We'll get Warren on eventually to come explain this to us. But for those that actually follow Azure, um, there's some really cool stuff around the new uh, dashboard stuff.
0: Yeah. So if you're in that, go check your dashboard. You might have some cool new things. Next
1: up, NVIDIA GPUs are coming to Azure. That's proper, Matt. I want to know.
0: That's quite happening. I want to know
1: what it does to NVIDIA's bottom line. Microsoft saying we're going to use NVIDIA GPUs for our HPC stuff.
0: That is interesting. Like it, it's got to have some sort of bump. there's, there's got to be a significant hardware investment to actually spin that up in the cloud. Yeah. So uh,
1: apparently, apparently, oh, who mentioned it? I was chatting to someone over the weekend, and when Microsoft drops a data center, six hundred thousand servers. Wow. Six hundred thousand servers. That's servers
0: astronomical.
1: Servers, not virtual wow. machines. Service.
0: Wow! <laughs> yeah, it's the size, and and those so aren't th- those aren't the sort of servers that'll fit under your. No, case well, they're,
1: they're probably blades. That's the only thing it can be. But a data yeah. center for Microsoft's the size of a soccer field,
0: the size of a stadium, it? football stadium. That's mental. Yeah, so there's a significant that's amount mental, of, of uh, silicon going <laughs> I, in there. That's just- that's cool. So if you're doing like um, intensive rendering and that sort of stuff, you can offload it yeah. into the cloud. that's very that's cool. cool.
1: Uh, next up, I have a, a, a rant, a gripe. Remember, we introduced it last year, okay. last week. So I, yeah. I would like to get,
0: get through my gripes now. So explain... explained. To okay. So you so you're not you're, you're not replacing your other segment with the L's rant. No, I, really, I do have I like do have a new week. features
1: I didn't know about. Okay. The week.
0: So. Okay, so we, we we do actually get a yes, teacher you this do. week, not not like then last in, week. In eloquence
1: we and one. splendor, when we get to that segment, anyhow. So, think ink blotting with me right now. So, everyone, whoever's listening, take your watch off. Oh, no, this is not one of those um, strange magician things. I'm not um, David Copperfield, but clear your mind. I'm gonna also drop two points here.
0: Two points here. Do do not. Do, do not do this if you are actively driving while listening to us. And if you don't have a watch, because we live in the modern age and who wears a watch anymore? I wear a watch. Uh, don't worry about that either. Please continue, Alistair.
1: All right. So clear your mind. And I'm going to drop a few words. And I want you to tell me what you the first thing you think of is. Okay. Word number one. Coco. Pops. Word number two flannel shirts word number three cassandra
0: isn't that a stephen king novel
1: (laughs) word number four databricks
0: sounds like a cool building material i don't know
1: well word number five maria db
0: is is that a spanish alternative to sequel
1: I don't know, but there's stuff like Cosmos DB Gremlin APIs. There's Kubernetes. I mean, who comes
0: up with these words? Maybe it makes a lot more sense if you're actually in that big data sort of thing. Maybe they're descriptive in some weird way of the technology. I do like the Kubernetes or whatever. It sounds like Kubrick. So maybe it's just like really weird and stylish. (laughs)
1: Is that you're referring to Stanley Kubrick right now? Right? Yeah. Stanley Okay, all sure. right. There. What's okay. his name then?
0: Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, no. It's fine. <laughs> do, what's do his name? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like okay, okay. Okay. Carry what's on. With this, your... What's his <laughs> What's it's... in the box? Okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, moving along. So, yes, please, naming conventions for Azure are very interesting. It keeps us colorful. So, moving on, Um, there's also an Azure Virtual Data Center guidance uh, document as well. So helping enterprise IT organizations uh, move and shift, like you said, or airlift or move their on-premise platform as a service stuff, uh, okay. like software I get as a it. service it's... stuff to, to Azure because it's a virtual data center. There's a lot of guidance. There's, there's documentation around how to build VDCs, you know, so that it's not a try before you buy a stumbling thing that ironed out all the problems, which is
0: quite good. That is quite cool, and and I like what you did there. It's uh you you airlift them because it's going into the cloud. That's very clever.
1: Uh, lift and shift, airlift, yeah. Lift and shift equals airlift. Anyhow, last on my list is the Microsoft Cloud Society portal. If you want to get into Azure, there's only one place you need to go to, and that's CloudSociety.Microsoft.com. Like Tech Community is doing with the Tech Academy. Same thing, but more focused around Azure. There's also Azure boot camps that are listed there and Azure meetups where you can go have conversations with Microsoft and um, the engineering team and MVPs in-country. I think there's one in Pakistan coming up now as well. But it's a great source of information for people that are wanting to get into Azure. So head over to cloudsociety.microsoft.com and consume all that information because it's awesome.
0: That sounds really awesome. And then I've actually got our last piece of news for this week. Um, and then and that is a little plugin for Visual Studio called Visual Studio Tools for AI. This dropped last week. You should be able to get hold of it by now. Um, it's available for Visual Studio and Visual Studio Visual Studio code, apparently. Um, and this will be a plugin that will allow you to interface directly with artificial intelligence tools like the Azure uh, Cognitive Services and the third-party ones as well. So Microsoft are trying to make it very easy for you to um, absorb and use all these different services in your in your workflow and in whatever you're building. And you can do it in the tool set that you used to, which is Visual Studio. And it all sort of just works all together. You don't have to have other funny third-party things to interface with it or struggle with it in a, in a command line somewhere you can do it through Visual Studio which is super cool. Do
1: you know that two guys in SharePoint, uh, the production team actually support Visual Studio Code. They actually use Visual Studio Code.
0: Oh yes we do. Yeah you
1: know, when they update the website.
0: Do they really? Yes. It's good for them. Yes. I love code. I use it every day. Do you? Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. Alright. Like I don't want to have I, I don't do enough coding to have uh, Visual Studio proper on my machine because Visual Studio sucks as a product. Like it, it takes so many... <laughs> Did you just it does. say that? It, it does. No, I, I, it is the best at what it does, but I don't know how proper code people deal with it. Like, it sucks so many resources, and it takes 80 years to install or update or... Oy. Code is much simpler, easier, does everything I want it to do.
1: For our listeners, I do apologize for Rod's behavior today. Clearly, he did not take his vitamins this morning. And I don't know why he just passed Visual Studio. You've just offended every single developer that listens to our show.
0: It's because I don't understand it, man. I don't do heavy code stuff. Those guys are all much smarter than I am. That's how I feel about Photoshop. Yeah, Photoshop's not that intimidating.
1: It's got a bunch of panels that pop out that appear on multiple monitors when you open it. And it doesn't have a big opening screen like GIMP. It just has the menu. And then you open up something and then they talk about layers and these little windows pop up and they cover the thing you want to edit and then it just doesn't work. Shame, bro. It must be hard being from like the 1920s. I'm from the 1980s, actually. Anyhow, that's it for the news, right, Mr. Model?
0: I think so, yes. That's quite a good lot of it. So, we're on to our next segments.
1: New features Al didn't know about of the week.
0: Cool. What you got for us? So,
1: Rod, you have a phone, right? A mobile yes. phone?
0: I do. And how many
1: times have you been working on it and you find this really cool post? Lots. Lots. And you want to view it on your PC, but then you have to remember the URL and it's just very difficult to get that experience that you have on your phone onto your desktop.
0: But It is a mission.
1: Fear no more. So for those who want to do this, there's an app that you actually download out of the App Store.
0: What App Store?
1: Um, I think it's in Android and iOS. So it's called Continue on PC.
0: Continue on PC.
1: It's a Microsoft app. If you actually go to Settings on Windows 10, there's a little tab that says Your Phone. It says link your Android and iPhone. So it's for both. And if you click on that, you actually log on to the little app, log in. You obviously have to be logged in with whatever account you use on your desktop. And then you can literally say send to And it will send that browsing experience or whatever you're doing to your desktop. Oh, how cool is
0: that? That is super cool. I'm going to install it right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be so cool because you can now um send um send whatever you're doing to your desktop so if you're browsing for if you in a browser you can send that to your desktop browser that is sweet it's funny how it's supported for android and for ios um but it's a different experience for windows phone if you still have windows phones
0: (laughs) yeah like I'm, i'm willing to bet that out of our listener base, there is maybe one person using a Windows phone.
1: True story. Anyhow, that's my feature I didn't know about of the week.
0: Cool. It's time for my one.
1: Go with the flow.
0: I have the most awesome thing for you today, L. I I saw this online I, I'm today. reading your show notes. I, oh I can see your show God, notes. God. It blew my mind. So there's on the... One one of the great resources we use is the Flow blog, right? So you there, there is the Flow blog, uh, which is at flowmicrosoftcom dash us It's, it's slash the one that you blog.
1: use. Don't don't. Um, I'm not guilty by association, here, please.
0: Yeah, well, I I I do check it, and they had a piece highlighting this really great guy, John Liu. I don't know where he's from, but the man's a genius. What he has managed to do is connect uh, SharePoint Online through Office 365 through Flow to a Minecraft server. It is the coolest thing ever. So he can add, a, uh, add an item to a SharePoint list, and it will run a command for him in Minecraft and generate a building or some mobs or whatever. You can run any Minecraft uh, command you want, which is super cool (laughs) so he does this in a couple ways right so a couple things are needed for this uh first up the new minecraft 1.2 opens up web sockets in minecraft which was previously only in the education edition so it's now got these which um which you can then connect to and there's a microsoft uh, uh there's a minecraft code connection an external app that makes a friendly rest api which translates the JSON for the WebSocket and whatever. And then he's got Flow, which will connect to that service, and uh, you can do whatever you want. So beyond the fact that this is just really, really awesome, and I think it's the best thing ever, one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is you're always disparaging of Flow, L And like, oh, like it doesn't do everything I want it to do. You can make it connect to Minecraft, Chana. There is nothing... There's nothing it can't connect to.
1: Do I need to do another public service announcement for the listeners on the show? Rod lives inside of Minecraft. So if he could, when he works, also still touch Minecraft. This is one way of him doing it. Because now these two worlds combine and they create this great spectacle of everything in his head now. He can go from flow and talk to Minecraft.
0: That's so cool. I actually don't get to play Minecraft anymore. I don't think I've logged into Minecraft for months. I've just been too busy.
1: That's no, kind of freaky. Mario. It's sad, bro. It's,
0: it's sad. But these things happen.
1: Are uh, you you adulting, actually. you adulting. Super hard, so that's hey, a good Adulting
0: thing. hard, hey? Cool. So, yeah. I, I thought...
1: You're adulting with the wrong stuff, like getting excited
0: about flip. <laughs> it's not the wrong stuff. You can connect to Minecraft. It's always the right stuff. Cool. So, yeah. I, I just thought that was really exciting. Yeah. And I thought everybody. And, was and you're influencing
1: people like Troy Harper.
0: Good, I'd, I'd like to be an influencer. For Even flow. he's
1: like, I love power-ups. apps.
0: It is really cool, dude. It is the way of the future. Best get on board.
1: All right, okay. Are we done? Are we done? I'm tired of
0: Minecraft. You've, one can never be tired of Minecraft. Just tired of life. But yes, that is it for us this week. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. If you do want to find us online, you can find us. You can find our website. Two guys and SharePoint.co.za. You can find us on Twitter at TwoGuysSharePoint. I'm on Twitter at OddModlin. Alistair is.
1: At Alistair Pugin.
0: And we're on iTunes and all the rest. Two guys and SharePoint, one word. Check us out. Leave us a review. Please like, share, and subscribe. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. Thank you very much, L. Cheers, cheers. Ciao. That was a little awkward.
1: <laughs> I had to slip Azure in there somewhere, and then I forgot about South Africa, so I slipped that at the back. But if you didn't say it was awkward, it would have been fine, and everyone would have been, okay, well, look at that.
0: Yeah, but that's not nearly as much fun for the listeners.
1: So do you want to do it again, then? No. And you can just grab that as a blooper reel,
0: then? I'm, I'm going to grab that section as the blooper reel anyway. <laughs>
1: Just grab one from a previous
0: show and put it in the front. No, 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 that'll stay and then this discussion will be the blooper.